How much of the mental load are you carrying in your household for all the things that need done in any given day or week? Mental load is the invisible planning, organizing, brain space that it takes to not just go and get the groceries, but plan and organize what meals we're going to have. It's not just going to get the birthday present for the party that we have coming up this weekend. It's keeping track of that the date is even coming up and that this task needs done. It's all of those invisible and tangible pieces of effort and energy that go often unrecognized and create a lot of tension in our relationships with our partners and our households. And so this is what I want to talk about today is mental load and how we can flip our relationship with this phenomenon and how we can feel more equal and more supported in our relationships and our homes. You are listening to Bold as Love, the podcast with your host, April Boyd. That is me. I'm a psychotherapist, breathwork facilitator, coach. And this podcast is a place where we talk about our relationships with others, our relationships with ourselves, looking at how we show up and speak up and get some new tools and practice of being able to move through hard conversations, difficult decisions, and just our own personal evolution and growth with a lot more kindness, courage, and confidence. So thank you for being here. I so appreciate you listening. So this is a topic that comes up a lot when I'm talking to people about some of their stresses that they're carrying, some of the burnout and exhaustion that they're dealing with, and some of the frustrations that they're having in their relationship. And this idea of mental load, I love that it is becoming more of a social conversation right now and is getting a little bit more airtime out there in the world because mm, it just hits the nail on the head, doesn't it? This idea that a big part of our effort and our energy and our time is going and why we're so overwhelmed and overtired sometimes is not just because we're busy doing all the things. It's because we're managing those thousand pieces in our own brains in any given moment, which I think often, you know, is if you've ever experienced those moments where like you're kind of wrapped up in your head of thinking something through, or you're working on your phone where you're maybe sending emails or coordinating something or researching something and your partner tries to talk with you and you're instantly like so snappy and tense and it looks like nothing is happening on that surface, but in reality, you're working so hard in your own brain and your partner without realizing it just disrupted something that you were really engaged in, right? But this is often what we're carrying with us all day long. What needs done? What needs organized? How do I create this plan of staying top of all the things, getting everybody's needs met and all the things done? Now, oftentimes when I hear this conversation come up um, around the idea of mental load, 
One of the goals that I hear people talking about, of course, is how we shift that, how we start to kind of rebalance that in our relationships. And I think that can be a really great goal, but I think there's another piece of this, and and we'll talk a little bit more about some strategies for how you can do that for sure in this podcast, but I also want to present a little bit of a different lens here. I don't think that carrying the bulk of the mental load is necessarily a terrible thing. I think where it becomes damaging and destructive, both on the individual and on the relationship, is when it's not being acknowledged or recognized that this is a job that I'm carrying, where it just lives in this invisible unspoken, unidentified way where women are often the ones taking the toll for this, right? It is being drained out of us. It is being sourced from us to do this job for our households without any kind of recognition or factoring in the time and energy and effort that that actually takes. And so As I think through this concept, I think that one of the things that we need to talk about is often one of us just revs a little bit higher with how we organize, how we plan, how we stay on top of all the things. And I'm curious, as you think about your relationship, where do you land, right? And maybe that's even in a workplace. Are you the person that kind of takes it all on and kind of has the map in your head of where we're going and what needs done? Or are you the one that kind of has your feet up a little bit more? I'm guessing if you're listening to this, you probably identify with the first one, as do I. And I think that there is, yes, hundreds of years of gender and social conditioning that has given women this job that has made women responsible for all the things that need done in the household and treated that labor as essentially invaluable and unimportant and invisible. But I also think, and that for sure, I think we all carry with us without necessarily realizing it. It's just a part of the air that we breathe living in a culture that has strong patriarchal ties strong gender conditioning in these ways of how we're socialized of who is responsible for what. And we live in that culture where women have been historically seen as the primary point of responsibility for the needs of the family and the home. So I just want to acknowledge that social construct around us. But the other thing that I think happens, and as I look at my own self for this, Have I been socialized to take on this role? Probably, right? In ways I can't even identify or put my finger on if I were to try to say, here's where I learned how to do that, right? I'm aware that I filtered in, you know, thousands of commercials that (laughs) feature women selling, being the person cleaning in the house, right? Thousands of television shows that factor women as being kind of the one taking care of the kitchen and the home, right? So I don't even know exactly where I got this lesson. I just know that it's probably buried in me somewhere. 
But I also know that my partner and I have two very different styles when it comes to how we manage our lives. And I tend to rev at just a bit of a higher speed, right? My partner can put his feet up, can relax. He doesn't seem to have a care in the world where I'm like, what are you doing? There's still like 48 things that need done today. We just kind of operate at different speeds. So I think that one of the things that we do without realizing it, when we don't make visible this invisible, this invisible task that we've taken on, either because that's part of our personality or that's been our social conditioning or that's been a dynamic of the relationship that got started. When we don't identify this, it puts us into this place where we end up building a lot of resentment to our partners and thinking that they should somehow just do more. And I think that that can be useful, but I think we also have to look at, do you actually give yourself full credit for the amount of weight and the amount of work that you're putting out there every given day? Or are you also kind of counting that as invisible and unimportant until those moments happen where you're hitting your limit or somebody wants one more thing from you or you're just so burnt out and frustrated that now you're losing it. I think that most of us don't actually acknowledge the role and the work that we're doing. And if we don't acknowledge that work, how on earth can we expect anybody else around us to fully get it and appreciate it if we don't even get it and appreciate it? So as I look at this, whether it's you know socially right or wrong, I tend to carry the weight of our social calendar, the things that need done, right? What's kind of happening in our household? And It's not necessarily a problem for me that I'm doing that as long as I'm factoring that in. So when you think about it, if we were to look at this in terms of like a corporate structure or business structure, this job would be called CEO. (laughs) This job would be called operations manager, perhaps. But it would absolutely, and it's an integral an important part of any system that's trying to get stuff done. And I don't know how well it would work to have both people being the CEO fully equally. I sometimes think there's kind of this concept of aces in their places. So if I'm the one that has that kind of energy that revs that way, that my brain thinks that way, that these are the things I'm naturally kind of putting together all the time. Here's what's coming up. Here's what needs done. Here's how this should be organized. What if I just started to really respect this is who I am and this is a job that I do. Now, if we count this as a job that I do, then we factor this into how we balance everything else in the household. And I think that this is the key point. If it becomes invisible and unvalued, starting with your own self, then you do end up carrying way more of your share of all the work in your household or in your relationship or in your life. 
because we're not factoring this in as a real task, as a real job. But if we were to look at this from the corporate structure, the CEO's job (laughs) is to plan, is to have the vision, is to have the outline of where we're going and what we're doing. And what does a good CEO do? Delegates. (laughs) Delegates. And this is what I think, especially as women, we are not doing. We're essentially doing all the jobs. We're carrying it all. And so what would this look like if you started to factor in, I'm actually taking on the role of the CEO, but here's what I need my partner to do. And where I think this conversation often goes really wrong is instead of making a specific request of your partner, I need you to make dinner every Thursday night, right? Or I need you to like take the kids out of the house on every other Saturday so that I can have a bit of a break, right? Instead of making a specific request, we kind of just have these meltdowns from time to time, or at least I certainly have that I can recall, right? We kind of just have these moments where all of a sudden it's like there's the straw that breaks the camel's back and something that we've been okay with for a really long time is now intolerable, right? And we get into these tense moments or these moments of overwhelm or these moments of conflict. And then we kind of just repeat the whole cycle again. So, What would this look like if you sat back, gave yourself credit for if I am doing the role of the CEO, is that a role that I want? Just check in. Do you really want your partner to be the one planning and organizing all the things? Are you willing and able to give up that power? Just check in. There's no right or wrong here. These are just opportunities to check in with this moment of truth. Do you really want your partner to be the one planning and organizing all the things? Because when I check in, part of me likes it. (laughs) Part of me likes it a lot. I love being in charge of what's in my fridge. I love planning my meals, right? So just kind of check in. I like planning the gifts that I'm getting people. So just kind of notice if your partner were to suddenly take on all the responsibility for what needs done and the vision and the plan for that, would you be absolutely relieved or is part of you like, e doesn't quite feel good? Because for me, part of that doesn't quite feel good. Maybe for you, it feels fantastic and that's totally good too. That's really good information to have. So if we can kind of just own, if there's a part of you that's like, "Mm, I kind of like having this job. I just want to be better supported and I just want more equality in our division of labor. Cool. Now we've got something to work with, but you've got to respect the role that you have and you've got to respect your own strengths, your own abilities and your own power. And if one of the things that you kind of naturally do really well is like manage and organize all the things, let's start giving a little more respect for that, shall we? I think that matters. I think that's a big deal and it's important. So if instead 
of just kind of letting this labor and effort be invisible, right? Be this behind the scenes intangible thing. We started to really take on the role of CEO. When one of the things we start to do is delegate with specific requests. I need you to do X, Y, Z on Friday. Now where oftentimes we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot with this is we don't give up that power and control, do we? So we say we want our partner to do this thing, but what we really mean is I want you to do this thing at the time that I think it should be done and in the way that I think it should be done and the way that I would do it. Does that sound familiar, (laughs) right? Are you one of those people that have found yourself asking your partner to do something, but then partway through get frustrated because they're not doing it the right way? That is not a good CEO. What would that look like if you were applying that strategy at a workplace? That would be really bad. Your employees would get totally frustrated with you. You'd have crappy relationships and you would be burnt out because you'd be doing not only your job, but also theirs. See what I mean there? So we have to kind of loosen up the reins a little bit, delegate, and trust that they're going to get it done. Now, we can't jump in there and do it for them even if we think it should have been done already, right? This is where we have to kind of manage our own discomfort, our own anxiety, our own need to be in charge and let them do it their way, even if that's imperfect, right? Because if the truth is that you need everything done exactly your way, can you really blame your partner for not contributing more? What we do is we train our partners to do less. And what I've heard from couples, and particularly the men in my practice for my couple sessions time and time again, if I'm just going to get told I'm doing it wrong, why would I bother doing it at all? It's a big phenomenon. It happens a lot. So another thing that you can do to start to shift this is set up weekly meetings. And I got this idea from Kate Northrup that is the author of the book called Do Less, which is a fantastic book. And what she talks about is that one of the things that has saved both a lot of wasted time and miscommunications and conflict in her relationship is her and her partner do once a week meetings where they take a look at their calendars and their to-do list for the upcoming week. And they have that conversation really clearly with each other. And what a beautiful way to start to make some of your processes more visible to your partner, some of the work that you're doing more visible, both to your own self and to your partner, and to also kind of see what they're carrying too. Because the other thing that I often hear from couples is, you know, one partner saying, I need more help. I need more support. I'm overwhelmed. And the other partner saying, I'm also overwhelmed. So this would be a great opportunity to step back together and look at what is on our plates really. And how do we want to manage that with intention? So just to recap, the three things to start to shift 
Your relationship with mental load and the amount of weight that you're carrying is one, own your role. If you're taking on the role of CEO, take it on and own it. (laughs) Two, delegate with specific requests. Not just I need more support, not just I need more help around here. Here's a specific thing I want you to do. And three, weekly meetings. Weekly meetings to make your work and effort visible for both parties. So I would love to hear what stood out to you from today's episode. If you loved it, please leave me a review and share it on Instagram. That would be fantastic. And tag me at with love April. And if you have a question or a topic that you would love to hear me discuss, then message me. Let me know. I'd be happy to check that out. All right. Thanks for listening. Take care.